0: Like football, baby.
1: (laughs) What's up, people? Welcome into the Fantasy Football SmackDown. It is Thursday night, which means we got start sits for you today. I'm your host, Kyle August. You can follow me on Twitter at Kyle Month8. And we got a two man show today. We got Dallas back at it once
0: again. How you doing, bro? Pretty good. It's always good to be on. Uh, chat some start sits. I am uh, keeping my tight end streak alive. It's uh, it's it's nice feeling. It's the only thing I'm doing well for you guys. So again, I'll just stress <laughs> the importance of only listening to my start sits when it comes to the tight end position. And we'll, we'll get to that. We can't,
1: I don't want to ever bury the lead, but in this case I am, we got to leave that to the end, man. We got to, we don't want to mix things up too much because you've been killing it on that tight end front. And if you've been listening to Dallas, not only have you been taking advantage of those good starts on a weekly basis, but some of these names like Schultz and, and Arnold, like these were guys that you recommended and now we're playing these guys every week. Right. I mean, these are guys that we're, we're pretty much, we're riding with, which is great. It's a great feeling to get out of the streaming game when you can. So, uh, (laughs) I know I took advantage of Dan Arnold in a bunch of leagues a couple weeks back. I made sure it was a priority. I got him on my team. And looking at his schedule and things, it's I'm, it's feeling good. So uh, I feel like I got my tight end for the rest of the year here probably without unless I'm making a trade. But uh, obviously we're taking your questions. So if you're watching this live, be sure to ch- check in on the chat. Drop your start-sit questions there. Uh, we are a little bit early today. Unfortunately, I do have a hard out, about 30 minutes or so. So still got plenty of time to cover our starts and sits. For the week, but appreciate checking out this show. If you're checking it out live, if you're watching or if you're listening, I guess on Friday on the podcast, uh, be sure to come hang out with us Thursday nights, usually 7 p.m. Eastern time. a Little early uh, today, but um, uh, <laughs> we got somebody in the chat here. <laughs> Do you got? I think this might be you because you were on, you were here last uh, last week covering for me. Uh, the mooth he, he said he was
0: supposed to stink. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he was, again, uh, it was only the second touchdown that the Bears had allowed all the season. If you take away the touchdown, he had five receptions for 40 yards. So that's all I'm saying. I can't predict touchdowns. Uh,
1: Steve, Steve giving a hard time here. That's all, all good fun. He's, he's laughing here at the end. But, uh, yeah, appreciate anyone who comes in, checks us out, hangs out live. It's a good time. Um, but uh, as we give everybody just a minute or two still to jump in on this, Uh, How's, how's your season going so far, Dallas? I don't know. We've really talked about too much. We're, you know, we're heading into week 10, so we're getting down to it in crunch time. So how's uh, 2021 treating you on the fantasy front?
0: Uh, Pretty good. So I'm in eight leagues total. Um, I keep it kind of tight knit. I don't like to advance too far into the wild numbers out there. Um, I've got one. I'm still undefeated in. Um, It's, it's a, my longest standing one. So I'm pretty pumped that I'm still undefeated, but that's the one uh, you've seen my running back gauntlet core in that one with uh, swift JT cook and Zeke on that one. So I'd have to like be pretty incompetent not to be undefeated (laughs) with that lineup based off of how this year's gone. Um, I've got three leagues that I'm officially in either rebuild or just going for next year, just based off of injuries. So I've been Mm -hmm. focusing quite a bit on those ones. Um, as you've seen in the Aussie league, I've been yep. wheeling and dealing uh, my strategy for everyone that did not pay attention to the chat when I brought it up is aggressively going after the waiver wire. If you are not a contender this year, blowing your free agent uh, acquisition budget on players that are going to be high priority free agents and then immediately flipping them to contenders. It's a free pick because guess what? Your fab recycles at the end of the year, your picks don't. So yep. that's my strategy suggestion for everyone out there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I know I've, I've honestly, I've been hammering, like, I've been hustling my teams that are out of it more than anything else recently. Cause I know at this point, I know like, Hey, I'm not making the playoffs even like, you know, so there's, or, you know, I'm definitely not a contender team. So I had some teams, I know like Cordell Patterson, the dude is an RB one. If I can get something for him, he was free. You know, I got him off the wire in a lot of spots, like, what can I do? Flip him around for or whatever uh, you know, this with uh, Derek Henry going down, there are a lot of teams, Nina running back. I went out and tried to get some of those guys off my roster. If anything, just for a pick, you know, Devontae Freeman. Here you go. I'll take a late pick. Doesn't matter, like he said. So that's the way to do it. If you're if you're not contending this year in dynasty at this point in the year, you better be working a strategy. There's no point just to be sitting here and hoping things get better, uh, you know, next year or whatever. You know, so a couple quick notes off the top, and then we'll dive right into the quarterbacks. Uh, Andrew Campy, appreciate it, bro. Thanks for coming in here. Uh, he said OBJ leaves and Baker Light won't wear his hat. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's talking about you with your headbands there, Dallas. But any, any, uh, any <laughs> I mean, weird, I, I Hey, 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 I'm rocking the Fields jersey. I'll put a headband on. Fields wears a jersey. <laughs> I got there we one. go. Uh, as he's getting that, I'll give a quick note on OBJ. Obviously signed with the Rams. Uh, so my take on that. And I Twitter's all <laughs> over the place now. The Rams have all the weapons in the world. If this is a little extra give to to Stafford that's great and all but like Cooper Cup has been a freaking monster I don't really think this impacts him or really Robert Woods too much considering what Woods has been this year a little inconsistent there low end wide receiver too Um, so uh, my my stance on OBJ has been the exact same all year he is not somebody that I want to own for fantasy or dynasty or in any facet but any thoughts on how this affects the Rams with OBJ and his big
0: time signing uh, in LA Yeah. Um, it's concerning for Robert Woods for me. Um, I mean the way that they've been used in the offenses respectively, it's a little bit concerning. Um, the target volume was already something that was a little bit wary for any of the weapons outside of Cooper cup in this offense. And it just got even more tricky. Um, cups going to continue to see the targets, but as someone who picked up woods on a contender this year, um, I'm a little bit concerned with this move. Uh, it's official; the Rams are going for it this year. If you guys can't <laughs> tell with all these moves, uh, luckily I do have a season-long bet: uh, Browns-Rams Super Bowl. So it was like plus 6,400 odds. So for a $50 bet, I tossed that one in at the beginning of the season. As long as the uh, the Browns start to get a little bit healthy. With this OBJ change, I think I might be looking pretty good based off of these changes the Rams are going through. So,
1: hey, and you know, uh, Fox or CBS or whoever the hell has Super Bowl this year, they would be paying big money for that because they would just be milking the living crap out of that OBJ story the entire year. Uh, mm-hmm. So, no doubt about it. Um, tight end question here off the bat. Mike's in the chat, so we want to get to him. Uh, Gasicki or Hawkinson half PPR. Uh, this is I'm going to let you lead it off because you're the tight end whisper. He even says it himself. So, Gasicki or
0: Hawkinson. Yeah. So for this one, I would have gone Gasicki if it had been Tua, but I'm going to have to lean Hawkinson in this situation. Um, I was kind of debating where I wanted to put Gusecki in my rankings just with this whole Tua hand injury that's going on. But Brissette is not really doing very good in relief here in Miami. They're going up against Baltimore. Um what I brought up on one of the previous podcasts uh, when it comes to the tight end coverage for Baltimore, um, that has been alleviated over recent weeks when they finally decided to move Patrick Queen to the weak side linebacker as opposed to the strong side linebacker. Um, he no longer is the coverage man on the tight end position out of the slot. That has now shifted to his counterpart. Um, they're playing a lot more sticky defense against them. Um, I think he will be seeing the target volume. I just don't think it's going to be very accurate, and I don't think that that TD touchdown situation is very good for him this year. I guess tonight is how I'd say it. So I go Hawk.
1: There you go. Yep. I'm with you. I lean that way as well, but obviously you're the tight end master. So I'm just gonna let you, let you run that. Uh, back with a quick (laughs) DFS question. So this is for tonight. We got obviously Ravens dolphins tonight. Uh, who do you, who do you like best tonight? Ravens defense, love bell or Freeman.
0: That's are, are assu- you are I'm, you able to play your defenses I'm, in the flex I'm assuming <laughs> I'm one confused. one
1: game uh one game DFS uh contest I think you yeah it's like a free uh like a free for all. You can play whatever you want. Oh so. uh,
0: a free spot. Yeah, free spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I'm not a huge DFS guy personally, so I don't know if you should take my advice on this one because I'm usually pretty <laughs> bad every time I throw money at stuff. Um but specifically I'm not relying on either one of the running backs. If you have the option, I'd probably go with the Ravens defense just based off of my feelings of how this game is gonna go. Um this feels like a good primetime game, Lamar, although took them back from last. Week when they were uh, looked like they were struggling a little bit. He hasn't had a game really outside of the KC game where he's looked absolutely dominant on the passing and the rushing field. Um I think tonight might be that situation, specifically with the issues at the cornerback position that has been a little bit surprising for Miami outside of last week's Houston game. So, yeah,
1: for for I I actually I like defensive. Yeah, I like Devonte Freeman tonight. Like he's he's on RB two for me on the week. But if you're playing DFS, mm-hmm. I've always learned you just shoot for the absolute stars, and that's probably Ravens DST. Um, you're probably it's probably less yeah. likely to be played widely. So uh, then maybe Freeman, who's coming
0: off three straight touchdowns, I believe. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I would go yeah. that out. But <laughs> my, my thing with that entire backfield, though, I distinctly remember looking at the box score of the Ravens game midway through the fourth quarter and Lamar Jackson by himself had accounted for 87% of the total (laughs) offensive yardage, both on the ground and through the pass game at Mm -hmm. that point in the fourth quarter. And I was like, Oh my God, I was like, I just can't rely on any of these running backs. It's like the same thing with the wide receivers there. Like it's so random. It's just one of those random offenses where you want Lamar and I guess Mm -hmm. Andrews and probably no one else.
1: Yeah. Yep. Definitely. I think the, as much as I like Freeman, like him, I guess, like I think the upside is pretty capped. So um, I just think the touchdown could be there, but we'll got a couple more in the chat and we'll get to quarterbacks. Uh, We're right about the normal start time anyway. So ACE is asking, Mm -hmm. is that a 2021 championship hat Kyle? Yes. All my NASCAR fans out there, Kyle Larson won the championship. uh, So it was a great Sunday in my house. Uh, First time my favorite team or driver done anything has won anything since like 2005. So I was happy. Um, so enough NASCAR chat. I know you guys don't, aren't here for that, uh, but I always am. Uh, Steve, he said, I can't believe I'm asking this Antonio Gibson or Dearness Johnson. If he starts, obviously the Cleveland news is everybody and anybody is out except old Dearness. Uh, so we got Gibson coming back off the bye. Uh, last time we saw him, he was splitting carries. Uh, and then Johnson who, uh, you know, had that magical Thursday night, but has been the backup to Chubb where he leaned in this running back, uh, question.
0: Yeah, um, so I know that Chubb is vaccinated when it comes to the whole COVID protocol. So he just has to test negative twice in a row. But the fact that he tested positive is concerning. Every player that has been vaccinated thus far this year that has tested positive has yet to play for that week when they have tested positive just because of it's such a short exchange. Um, Demetric Felton is also tested positive. So as of right now, they brought in Brian Hill onto the practice squad. But Dearness Johnson is the only person in that backfield. Um, The Patriots have been about middle of the road against running backs this um, season thus far in the fantasy realm. And we've seen what the guy can do with the workload that was also against a very stingy front seven in Denver. Um, I'm probably leaning dearness Johnson in this situation Gibson hasn't done anything to impress me thus far this season it's been pretty disappointing he's probably at the top of the list when it comes to disappointments for me out of the running back position this year um so I'm leaning dearness Johnson if Nick Chubb is indeed absent yeah that's my stipulation and you will know by game time so exactly yeah and I'm with you there I think with Gibson we
1: know what the even if he's at his <coughs> best as far as seeing you know, Ninety percent of the carries, he's not getting. In, he's not involved in the passing game. McKissick's got that locked down. It's a game against Tampa that I expect them to play from behind. Uh, and Johnson's the only show in town with all these assumptions that we're making. So if Chubb's out, then yeah, I'm going with um, I'm going with Johnson as well. Steve had a follow up. He said Waddle or Corey Davis Agnew as a dart throw here. So I, we can put those three. We got Waddle tonight, so we got to make this call right now. Waddle, Corey Davis, or Agnew.
0: Uh, I'm going Waddle. Uh, I'm sitting Corey Davis. I'm still a little bit sus about that. And since Jamison Crowder has come back and gotten healthy, doesn't matter the quarterback that has been there. Um, in every healthy game this season, he's had six-plus targets. In the last two games, he's had eight-plus targets. So I'm going to just – be diving into that basically this entire time. Elijah Moore had the touchdowns last week, um, but the consistent production in the passing game is still going through Jamison Crowder, especially if it is PPR or half PPR. Um, I'm avoiding Corey Davis. Unfortunately, I have him in like five of my eight leagues. So I am avoiding him in a lot of them. Mm -hmm. Um, I would be going waddle in that situation. I know what you're thinking with Agnew, but I think you're getting a little cute just because he's getting about five targets a game. That's not very sexy. Uh, just where he's getting them, it's the middle of the field basically so yeah i think I think waddle falls out of
1: bed and gets seven to seven to eight targets you know that's what yeah. we've seen so i am I'm, I'm rolling waddle as well i don't i don't love it for him he's not somebody that i uh am super pumped to play, but he's still wide receiver two for me um especially if it's pPR i feel be on that so I'm rolling him where pretty much wherever i have him uh if it's a mm-hmm. pPR league so um but uh it's good to see that kid i, I think a lot of times if you don't splash right away you get overlooked but i waddle's a guy that i uh, and i know you're the rookie expert too a lot and have a lot of information on these guys well in advance but waddle's a guy that i think is uh is pretty interesting flying under the radar a little bit you know he's been he has been fairly decent just hasn't had those he had that one london game but outside of that i mean he's just been steady so good to see from that kid in an offense that doesn't seem to always find its way <laughs> so uh, let's go. All right. That's uh, it for questions for now. But if we get more, we'll, we'll throw them in here. Uh, we'll buzz through these start sits. We got quarterbacks. I'll start with mine. I'll just kick it off. I'm going to go with, yeah. uh, Derek Carr. Uh, I, I don't like to choose guys that are super in the top, uh, 12 every week. Um, this week, there's not a lot of good quarterbacks on by outside of, unless it's Justin Fields, of course. Um, so, uh, <laughs> with Derek Carr, a good a matchup against Kansas City. I know last week against the Giants, that was a matchup you'd hope that he would have hit. Um, you know, a high total on going against the Giants. But back home in Vegas, Kansas City gives up the second most fancy points to quarterbacks um, on the year. They've been a little bit better as of late, but I think this is one that Carr can get right. Um, I'm not playing him over like uh, Herbert or Stafford um, or Mm -hmm. anything like that, but I would play him over Wentz. Uh, I don't have if you, for for some reason, have Russell Wilson. I have no problem just playing uh, Carr over him as an example or any of the streamers. So uh, he's a low-end QB1, but I like Derek Carr this week, so he's my start.
0: Uh, How about you, Dallas? Uh, Yeah, I'll touch on Carr just a little bit there, just real quickly. Um, He looked really bad last week. Uh, It's it's the (laughs) first week this season where I've been like, that did not look right. Something was wrong. And if you like, for me, the epitome of like a wide receiver quarterback mental connection is Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett. They do just Mm. crazy wild things. If I had to think of the complete opposite antithesis of that, it is uh edwards in car they're incapable of connecting when they need to unless it's in the fourth quarter on a dime down the sideline like their normal routine just slants and 10-yard digs they cannot hit and there's just something wrong with that um so it's just pretty wild my start of the week um i know you talked about him earlier this week is actually matt ryan uh matt ryan if you take his last three games has looked like the best quarterback in the nfl right now um he's been just balling in games that realistically he shouldn't be balling in uh, with wide receiver core that he should not be balling with. Um, So I'm just going to lean into Matt Ryan. They're going to be in Dallas. Who's in the bottom 10 when it comes to quarterback points allowed in the fantasy realm. Um, Their defense has been pretty solid when it comes to the takeaway department. Um, They've dialed it back a little bit. Um, Your boy, Trayvon Diggs is quite Possibly the biggest boom bust cornerback on the planet. He's either given up a touchdown or he's having a wild pick six in the process. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like Matt Ryan this week. Um, he's just been super efficient. He doesn't look it's basically polar opposite. Him and Derek Carr have kind of flip flopped it with the ways that their seasons have been split thus far. So, and
1: these are two quarterbacks that depending, you know, if they if they you know, if Carr needs to turn it around, but if Ryan stays high, yeah. the Falcons schedule is pretty solid. They get Dallas this week, then they're at home against New England. But then Jacksonville, Tampa, Carolina, San Fran, Detroit um, takes you through week 60. That's pretty good. Vegas, mm-hmm. uh, Kansas City, Cincy, that coming off the bye. that one's in Vegas. But then Dallas, Washington, Kansas uh, Kansas City again. So there's some matchups there that these are guys that you could potentially stream multiple weeks yeah. um, down the line. So we want to see that. But um, who you got? I'll kick it right back to you. Sit of the
0: week at QB. Uh, Mine's actually Russell Wilson. I think a lot of people are going to be depending on him this week to actually go ahead and start him. Uh, It's a throwing hand injury that he came back in a shocking, quote unquote, shocking quickness, according to his doctor. Um, I understand that they are desperate for a win after the buy and after the loss. Um, I don't think green Bay is the team that they're going to be able to get that against. Uh, green Bay has looked pretty stout on defense with the crazy amount of injuries that they've had. Uh, they've been able to basically shut down the last two opponents that they've gone against Casey basically got lucky off of special teams. That's the only reason that they won last week. So when I'm looking in a situation where I think both Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson both come back to their respective teams, um, I heard the narrative earlier today where uh, if there's one way to shut up all the criticism about Aaron Rodgers basically lying to all of us and the NFL and his team, it's to go out and show him why you pay him so much money. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers is kind of going to take over that game. Russell Wilson probably not going to do as hot trying to catch up. So, yeah, I I have no problem
1: waiting to see a wait and see approach on Wilson this week. You made it this far. Hopefully you have some, an option. Um, we got, uh, my sit of the week is this one felt a little chalky to be honest, but I'm going with mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill. Uh, he's at home against the saints. The saints actually the last two weeks, like as a whole on the year, they've been pretty decent against quarterbacks the last two weeks. Yeah. Not so much Two three uh, hundred 300, <laughs> 340 yards. The last two games, yeah. six passing <laughs> touchdowns, uh, over the last two weeks, but Julio Jones gets nicked up again in practice this week. Uh, there you go copy and paste that every single week there's always an injury concern with Julio um, and as much as the Titans defense has been playing really well and, and you know you can't take anything away from them of the opponents they've beat this year This the offense still has got to find its way without Derrick Henry and I know Tannehill yeah. had been turning it around I was relying on him in a bunch of spots because he was dropped after his early struggles this season but he's just not a guy that I'm going to trust this week I think there's some other good options out there um, that you can roll so it's going to be my sit a um, couple quick questions and we'll move, move to the running backs. Any concern with Dak this week? Andrew's wondering if he should bench him for one more week. Uh, Dak obviously looked pretty horrible last week and is for uh, coming back from the injury, but he's back at home against the Falcons. Any concerns with Dak? Uh,
0: not against Atlanta's defense. I yeah. uh, just realistically don't have that many issues. Um, I mean, he's coming off an injury. I, wasn't expecting huge things from last week and the one league I have him in, I'm tanking. So I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. I, I think he gets back on track this week. Uh similar
1: yeah. question. Cause it involves a cowboy Heinz Beasley or Cooper, Amari Cooper in
0: uh, as the flex and PPR. Yeah, I'm going Cooper. Uh, he's been extremely solid under the radar. Like for some reason, CD Lamb still keeps getting all this hype, even though he has had a pretty underwhelming season this year I just, I like watching him. He's extremely good. And I mean, if they, for some reason, decide to let him go at the end of the season from a cap casualty aspect, I think that's a mistake. I'm going Cooper in that situation. Yep. On the same page.
1: I think Cooper's the way to go there. He's been solid. No, no need to uh, play one of those other guys. Cause at best, I think they could hope to be Amari Mari Cooper. Um, so, yeah. uh, <laughs> all right. At running back,
0: who's your start? Uh, I'm getting spicy. And this is based off of the injury report that we got today. I'm going, Mark Ingram. Mark with the K. Uh, Mark Ingram's my start of the week against the Tennessee defense. Um, Tennessee defense has stepped up against extremely good competition recently. Um, But if you look at the last two weeks since acquiring Mark Ingram in the trade, with Houston. He's averaged over four and a half yards a carry. He's seen seven receptions in those two weeks and that is with Alvin Kamara. He basically slid directly back into that role he had when they were that dynamic thousand and thousand pairing a couple of years ago. And now with Ingram with a knee sprain, unlikely, most likely to play this weekend, I'm diving directly into Mark Ingram. Um, I think even if uh, Kamara does somehow suit up, which again, I think is very, very sus at this point, I think Ingram sees a large workload specifically is going to see a lot on the ground. And then he's sneaky, sneaky, good in PPR. He had five receptions last week. Yeah.
1: I, I, the, the, the receptions was, uh, was nice to see for PPR. Cause I have just happens leagues. I have men are full. Um, yeah. and I got away from him because of that. And, uh, and that was a mistake. Cause he still put up a, a, a nice solid floor day for somebody that you just picked up for nothing. But, yeah. um, yeah, I like that call a lot. Um, <laughs> Definitely more uh, spicy than mine. Uh, this is a guy that I, I feel like it's a no-doubt question considering uh, the circumstances, but if Nick Chubb's out, Dearness Johnson is not just a start. He's a top-12 guy, and it's not yeah. even close. Uh, Josh Jacobs, Elijah Mitchell, James Robinson, all ranked above him. My sit of the Week also ranked above him. I'll hide that name for a moment. Uh, but <laughs> Johnson's a top-12 guy for me. New England uh, has given up at least 100 total yards to the starting running back in their last four games. Uh, in addition to a, a, other work uh, in production to uh, secondary running backs in those games, Johnson is going to be the only show in town. If if it, if your question is Dearness Johnson or X, it's probably Dearness Johnson 90% of the time for me this week if Nick Chubb's out. So keep an eye on the news, but I'm going to go with Dearness
0: there. Uh, Sit of the week at running back, who we got? Uh, Mine is the Denver backfield against the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Couple of PFF reports basically came out um, today that I was perusing through it Um, on the defensive line. They have every single one of their starters, of their top five um, starting defensive rotational players, both at the nose tackle and as well as edge players, are inside the top 10 when it comes to the run stopping grade from PFF. Um, The front seven from Philly has actually been extremely good. The issue has been just the Swiss cheese that is the back end on the defense. Um, You've been able to throw against them all day. That's why um, quarterbacks and wide receivers have been so efficient against Philly. Um, running backs, not so much. I see the issue of the split affecting them. I don't see a lot on the run game. I think it is going to be a heavy Bridgewater pass game. And uh, I just don't think that either one of them is going to give you that 15 plus points that we saw last week from them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, a lot of injuries on that Denver
1: O-line um, <laughs> yeah. as well. I mean, it's going to be it's got that one's gonna be tough so i know i keep uh like i think a few three weeks back maybe i said to start melvin gordon and he thankfully mm-hmm. fell into the end zone and then since then i've been like completely trying to like get away from him and then he's been pretty decent so i I'm like uh-huh. i think you know for what he is everyone counted him out but yeah i think that's a that's a good call there uh my set of the week at running back is uh <laughs> if you can get away from him because honestly like my God, I like looked at these rankings, and as as I was going through it this week, and I'm like, "Hoof!" Like guys are just dropping like flies left and right. It feels like it feels super. You know, you got the New England backfield up. You know, question, and you know Nick Chubb potentially out, and Kamara, and all this stuff. But uh, if I can, I'm going to try to get away from Leonard Fournette um, coming back off the bye. Washington gives um, gives up uh, the. Oops. Where is it at here? Uh, They've only given up five rushing touchdowns on the year, season high of 71 yards. uh, And that was only one of two times they gave up more than 60 yards on the ground. Um, So I know Fournette's been pretty decent. The game script should be better his way. So I totally get it's hard to get away from him, but I'm just fading him just a bit in my ranks. I think the matchup is pretty tough. So
0: um, yeah, it's a tough matchup. It's just with so many injuries on that team, I think they're going to have to rely on the run game. Um, Maybe that means more work for Ronald Jones. Hopefully that helps you out a little bit. Um, But in that vein, I mean, If you if Tyler Johnson is on your waiver wire right now and you need a flex, you need to be picking him up immediately because that guy could easily see double digit targets this week just with all the bevy of injuries specifically at the slot position on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now.
1: And maybe for two weeks. Who knows on yeah. God when, unfortunately, but it doesn't sound like AB is close. No, AB's uh, still in a boot. And yeah. I'm just sitting
0: there dying because <laughs> I, we saw so much explosive production at the beginning of the season. And it was just like, no.
1: Yeah. And Gronk, they said too, is at least two, three weeks away or whatever. So yeah. Uh, uh, four, he never should have came four. back for
0: that decoy role. He heard his yeah. back again. He's probably out until the playoffs. They're probably just going to be. I mean, yeah, and that's another play. I guess OJ Howard, but he's
1: not. We're not sure. on tight ends yet. It's fine. <laughs> uh, we'll mix in a, a couple questions here and then get to the wide receivers. Better. this is rest mm-hmm. of the season. This is so you got to dig deep here. Uh, I'll give my thoughts first and now I'll kick it to you, but um, because <laughs> I was looking at it. Uh, QB2, rest of the season, Mac Jones or Taylor heineke Uh, for so for this, you're looking at it here re- on my end, rest of the season the report earlier this week was Fitzpatrick is not, everything's not looking like he's progressing at a super fast pace. Uh-huh. So that would be the biggest concern for me with Heineke is like, is he going to be out of a job? Uh, when you look at the the rest of the season schedule for Washington, they just had their bye week So that gives him an extra game edge and his schedule for whatever reason, the way this, <laughs> this panned out, uh, he gets Tampa Bay this week. I kind of, I like it was a streamer, but his, he has four straight weeks to wrap up the fancy season of, Dallas at home, on the road at Philly, on the road at Dallas, Philly at home. Uh, So he's playing some pretty bad defenses there. He's been a better fantasy quarterback at at his highs because he's been running a little bit too. Mm -hmm. And this is a team that's going to need him to keep them in games. I think New England just plays the role of, all right, Mac, you're still a rookie. then there's nothing wrong with this from an NFL perspective. But you don't need to go out and do anything. Just don't ruin it for us. Um, and that, that's fine. You know, we've seen him be productive that way from a NFL perspective for fantasy though. Um, I'm going to lead in Heineke, but obviously this is QB two. So you're just looking for a little upside there. I'd rather take the risk with Heineke, but what's your thoughts
0: there, Dallas? Yeah, 100%. It's the complete counter argument when you're looking at Mac Jones schedule to wrap up the fantasy season. Uh, This week, he's got Cleveland. He's got a favorable matchup the following week at Atlanta, but then after that, it's just brutal. He's got Tennessee Buffalo by Indianapolis, which is another good week, but then Buffalo again to round out the fantasy playoffs and championship. You have Buffalo two weeks in a row. They're going to be in playoff mode looking for that number one seed, hopefully looking to regain it. Um, I don't like Mac Jones schedule. and like you said, they're not going to rely on him. Patriots are a sneaky team. They're only a game back in the division, so they're going to be looking to win any way possible. I don't think that's on Mac Jones' arm. I think that's on their running backs and on their defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gask- uh, Steve's got a question. Gaskin or Michael Carter? Uh, Michael Carter. Uh, at this point, there's absolutely no reason you should not be starting Michael Carter. Um, I talked about it on like three of our start sits at this point now because he's my yeah. man's Uh, But he's seen an increased uh, snap share and increased touch share basically every week. He saw a slight slight dip last week, which people – for some reason are taking as a, oh, Ty Johnson, they wanted him in the game. It's a, uh, no, they were getting destroyed. <laughs> so they didn't want Michael Carter to get hurt. So for the last four minutes of the game, when Ty Johnson had four points, they put him back in and he scored a touchdown. And you're like, yeah, oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Michael Carter, lean all the way. Gaskin, you can't trust, especially against this uh, front seven in Baltimore. Um, I, ugh, it's just ugly. Yeah, I like Carter as well. I think also too, like usually a rule of
1: thumb for me, obviously game script, you got to pay attention to that when you look at the steps and touches and all that but with it being a Thursday night you 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 usually see a little bit of weirdness with playing time because they the dudes literally just played football <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh you know 4 days ago so sometimes they do lean a little extra on a backup or whatever I know that's been a split anyway but Carter's still the man there so with you there yeah. wide receiver start who you got for week 10
0: yeah so for this this is actually I'm going back to the Emmanuel Sanders. Well, Um, this team has been pretty sketchy the last two weeks for Buffalo. Um, Some uh, Memphis attributes it to Dawson Knox, but over that same time period, there's been a lingering Emmanuel Sanders injury that basically has just been sitting there for the last three weeks. If you look at the first four games of the season for Buffalo, Emmanuel Sanders was leading the team in targets, even over a guy like Stephon Diggs. Um, Cole Beasley had to take over that role the last two weeks. He's finally healthy. He's coming back. He's going up against this New York. Jets secondary. That's suspect at best. And in his healthy games this season, he's averaging seven targets a game. So I'm leaning into that Emmanuel Sanders. He's still the deep threat. We all thought it was going to be Gabe Davis, but it's not. It's still Emmanuel Sanders since he came in. He's a better version of John Brown this season when he's healthy and I'm looking for that deep run. Expect quite a few targets this week in Buffalo. I like it. And this is a guy that's
1: outside the top 24 right now at Fantasy Pros Consensus. And I like that call. On your part, um, I'm going a little. I'm, I'm, I like this wide receiver position call, and use it making running back calls a lot. Uh, so I'm mm-hmm. going to go with a guy that's 33rd right now in consensus uh, ranking over fantasy pros. It's Marvin Jones. Uh, he's on the road at Indy. Hopefully, I'm ho- Trevor Lawrence needs to be in there. Um, but as long as he is, yeah. um, Indy gives up the fifth most fantasy points to wide receivers on the year. That includes 13 or more fantasy <laughs> points to a wide receiver in six straight games. Uh, that 13 was the floor. There was a lot of good production against this indie defense. So I like Marvin Jones as a low end, too. I'm playing him over guys that are ranked ahead of him right now. Cortland Sutton, Landry, Devonta Smith, because I have to hate Devonta Smith every week. Um, <laughs> and uh, and DJ Moore. Uh, he's not my sit, but yeah. if I can play him over DJ Moore, I am. Uh, so give me Marvin Jones in a good matchup this week as a start. Currently outside
0: the top 30 ranking, but he's inside my top 24. So yeah. every week there's an indie DB that says, yeah, I'll spot you seven and they just give it to <laughs> it. And they just force Carson Wentz to come back and win the game every time. And I'm yes. just like, what are you doing? Like,
1: <laughs> yes, it's been, it's definitely been out there for the taking against the, uh, on the past, uh, on the past side against the, the Colts. So who are
0: you sitting at wide receiver? Uh, mine is actually a guy from tonight's game. I'm actually going to be sitting Marquise Brown, and that is mainly due to the fact that uh, Sammy Watkins is coming back into the game. Uh, it's going to b- basically decrease that target share you're seeing with Marquise Brown. Um, I do see a big passing game from Lamar, but I don't see a deep passing game. Um, if you can beat this Miami defense, it's actually not through their safeties, who are extremely good tandem. Um, it's through their outside corners, which is pretty surprising because they should be all pro cornerbacks, but they've been extremely suspect on the shorter routes. Um, I think that you are going to see a healthy uh, Rashad Bateman, a healthy Sammy Watkins, and a healthy Marquise Brown. We're going to see the offense as a whole what it is, which I think is more of a spread around. So I think, again, you're going to be leaning into that Lamar Jackson play as opposed to any of the weapons outside of Andrews for him this week. There you go.
1: Big name on, uh, as a sit this week. Uh, I'm a guy, I'll go with a guy who hasn't been as good as Hollywood Brown, but I'm going to go with Tyler Lockett. Um, you mentioned the Russell Wilson concerns as far as his production for this week. Um, but he's going up, uh, the Seahawks are going up against green Bay. Uh, green Bay has only given up eight receiving touchdowns on the year, uh, two wide receivers. And since week two on, they've only given up, uh, one or zero receiving touchdowns to a wide receiver. So they've done a pretty good job of locking on that position. Um, eight on the year is pretty good, but they've been really good as of late. So, uh, and this is still Medcalf's the one there. I think that's more than likely where it would be. If it popped. um, I'm going to try to sit Tyler Lockett if I can this week. He's just he's a little bit lower than uh, than usual in my ranking. So I don't think there's any reason that you couldn't get away from him uh, in week 10. Uh, All right. I am up against it. So but I don't want to leave this show without getting to the magic. So I'm going to kick it to you, man.
0: Who you got as your tight end start this week? All right. Tight end starts. Uh, We'll just dive in. Uh, I looked back. Read the receipts real quick. If you've listened to my four appearances, my tight end position, in straight PPR, non-tight end premium, you have gotten a minimum of 14.8 points from my tight end position if you listen to my starts. (laughs) Keep it up, people. All right? Um, This week, I'm rolling with Adam Troutman versus Tennessee. All right? I'm going to keep giving you guys outside the top consensus 12 that you can start and get starting production out of them. If you look at his last five games, he has seen over 85% of the snaps from the tight end position with New Orleans. He has completely taken over that role from Johnson that we saw in the first two games. The only difference really from a lot of the higher ranked tight ends that you see between them and Adam Troutman, is the touchdowns. He hasn't found the end zone yet, and that's been the biggest issue. They're going to be relying on someone to score touchdowns. Like I said, I think it's going to be a Mark Ingram game, and I think it's going to be an Adam Troutman. The last two weeks have been more than six targets. I'm looking for another week this week against a defense that's suspect in the linebacking core. So Troutman's my start. And then my sit of the week is going to be Hunter Henry against Cleveland. Um, Again, this is just a position and a defense – that does not allow the position to succeed. Um, I know people will argue with Friermuth. He should be an outlier for you guys. Steve, I'm looking at you. I get it. He's good. I accept it now. I was wrong on Friermuth for 2021. But if you're looking at this Cleveland defense, the only reason that friarmuth was able to succeed last week is because they are good and shut down everyone. That was a very ugly Cleveland-Pittsburgh game, and I think it's going to be another ugly game as they attempt to shut down pretty much the only consistent offensive weapon with all of the injured running backs on this Patriots team in Hunter Henry.
1: All right. We're on the same page because my sit was Hunter Henry as well. Um, I know and it's been tough because the touchdowns have been good. Five of the yeah. he at one touchdown, five of the last six, but he only has over 35 <laughs> yards once. So if that t- those touchdowns evaporate, guess what you're getting? Hunter Henry from the Nothing. first three weeks. when We hated him. <laughs> you <know? laughs> exactly. You know, so it's, it just, uh, he, he's, a, he's, I think 12th right now. And in, in the rankings, I, yeah. I don't know. Um, I just don't know why you would have to play him. There's, there's other options out there that have, uh, come onto the scene this year. So I, I like the call mm-hmm. of sitting Hunter Henry. If you, uh, my start is, uh, I'm the news is not sounding good. I was hoping cause I haven't a lot of spots that really need him, but the news isn't sounding good that Logan Thomas is going to be back. So I think you can still roll RSJ, um, another week if you really need. Um, so, uh, I, I like your call on Troutman, uh, a lot. Um, I think Ricky Seals Jones is somebody that if you're, if you're honestly, if you're struggling, if you're out, um, a tight end this week, if you played Tyler Conklin last week, as an example, I might go back and see if you can get RSJ off the wire. He might be out there. I know he got dropped with all of the positive news of Logan Thomas heading into the Washington bye week but sounds like RSJ might be the guy still. And this is a this is a game they're probably gonna, they're going to put up points to keep up with tampa so mm-hmm. all right well that puts a bow on this uh any parting words any you want to give any insight on what you're working on here right now as we're uh getting into the second half of the fantasy season Yeah,
0: I'm going to be retouching the IDP league format on my rookies. Um, I'm going to do a mini report card type of deal this coming up week on those guys and then touch base on players you should be targeting. So it's basically going to be a lot like my buy-sell addition when it came to my offensive rookies. Um, The defensive players are just a little bit harder. Um, I'm going to touch base basically on some of my projections at the beginning of the year as well as we get closer to the playoffs. Um, And I'm just excited to see some of these injured players that have been – basically ghosts this season. We're finally starting to get to that point in the season where the rookies are starting to break out specifically the wide receivers. Um, We saw it last week with Elijah Moore. We might very well see it tonight with Rashad Bateman. Um, So it's just an exciting time to be a rookie fan.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, good stuff. I will be looking out for that IDP show. I loved the first one. I got, uh, and he went down with an injury, but Jabril Cox is still stashed on some taxis. It's fine. No problem. He's just been Uh, injured all year. That's the only reason. All right. He's coming. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I will be checking that out. So appreciate you as always, Dallas. Thank you guys for checking out this show live on YouTube. If you're listening to the podcast, don't forget 7 p.m. Eastern time every Thursday pregame with us. Bring your questions. Thanks for everybody that hung out in the chat. I'll be back Saturday with waiver wire sniping, getting you set with the players that you can stash on your bench ahead of week 10 so that you already have them when I'm sitting here talking about them on the week 11 waiver wire show, but uh, appreciate you guys. Check you next week. We'll see you later.